the Women's Laboratory of Perspectives on Social Justice celebrates International Women's Month. The Perspectives on Social Justice season begins with a segment of the Women's Laboratory celebrating Women's History Month. Our featured month-long dialogue includes DNI Professional Regis Marshall, Attorney and Reverend Dr. E. Gail Anderson Holness, and daughter, Reverend Allie Holness Rowland, Georgia State Representative Camille Jackson, and licensed professional counselor Jakitra Bryant. Our conversation this time focuses on the pandemic, mass mandates, and vaccinations. Talk about it forever. I want us to move on though to what's going on on in terms of the um, in terms of the pandemic and its impacts. Now, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the American Academy of Pediatrics have been vocal in supporting pediatric COVID-19 vaccines. They've been stressing that parents, uh, stressing to parents that real world data has demonstrated vaccines as being safe and effective at protecting children against severe disease, as well as against potential long-term consequences from the virus. However, with the relaxation of mass mandates across the country, many parents are hesitant about exposing their young school-aged children to the vaccines. So um, I, there are a few parents here tonight, and I'm interested in hearing, um, you know, number one, how do you feel about the COVID-19 vaccine, the mass, the re relaxation of mass mandates, uh, and uh, its effectiveness, the, the effectiveness of the of the vaccine for for young children. Well, I'd say this: I am definitely in favor of everyone um, getting vaccinated, um, uh, you know, for the virus. And I say this because, um, you know, of, of history. I mean, we've children have always had to have vaccines to go to school, and so um, you know, I don't, and and because this whole, because the entire COVID um, issue became politicized during the number 45 administration, that's why, that's why we are where we are today. I believe that had we had a different leadership, it, we would not have, it would not have become as politicized as it is. And so, um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, when you look at the fact that children have always had to have vaccines to go to school, and then also the military has always had to have vaccines to go on their different deployments all over the world. Um, but because it's because of the administration in which it, this this pandemic uh, occurred, it became politicized, and that's where that's why we're where we are today. Um, but I, you know, I'm definitely in favor of it. And I will say this also in the state of Georgia, because um, I don't know. I don't know how God worked this out, but for whatever reason, it seems like um, the governor of Georgia, the governor of Florida, and the go governors of Texas all share the same brain. And they feel like <laughs> this, COVID thing, this COVID thing is not real. And, um, and, and it's unfortunate because we saw, we, we already experienced what happened before when they tried to relax the mask mandates. And I'm just speaking from my, my, from my experience in my children's schools. When they, when, they, when they relaxed the mask mandates because we had so many parents up in a, you know, in an uproar saying that they didn't want their child to be um, masked and they didn't want their child to be vaccinated. 
And so the school, the schools caved in and the school system caved in and said, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll relax the mask mandates. And then um, that wasn't good enough. And then they, you know, they were like, okay, well, they're not, they're not, they're not required at all anymore. And this of course is coming from our governor, you know, doing what he did. So anyway, um, but a few, if, if you all think back a few months ago, we had the same, same trend happening. And what happened? We got a whole new variant, and we had and we had to start. We we didn't start from total scratch, but we still were. We took two steps forward, one step back. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next few months. Right now, especially with us going into um, allergy season and people um, getting all of the various um, you know sinus sinus issues and sinus infections and things going on. So. Um, yeah, it's it's just unfortunate where we are. I mean, you know, it would it would just behooved everyone and been most beneficial across the board for us to be extremely strict with vaccines and masks, and and get us to a point where we are not just you know continuing to be in this this unfortunate vicious cycle. Now add a war on top of that. So that's, uh, right. that's my perspective. <laughs> right. I have a three week old. Um, I have a a three-year-old and a five-year-old. My son just turned five, so he's just now of age to be able to get the vaccine. I'm, I believe in vaccines. <laughs> I was vaccinated, but I'm also a millennial, so I'm familiar with many families who are choosing to go a different route. And, um, you know, families who are choosing not to have their children vaccinated, not just from COVID-19, but nothing. Um, you know, people who are saying, Vaccines are not good for me. You know, they don't really agree with them. They don't like them for a variety of reasons. Um, and they're they're moving accordingly for them. And so as a millennial, I do believe that, um, you know, everyone should have the right to choose. Absolutely. But for me and mine, we have the vaccine. <laughs> but with this, this anti-masking thing, it's really bothering me personally because, as I said, I have children who, you know, just based on standards, they can't be vaccinated. My three-year-old and three-week-old cannot be vaccinated. And so I think that it is so important, you know, that we practice uh, a high level of safety. So even though us as parents are vaccinated, the kids cannot be. And so I, all throughout COVID, all throughout this entire pandemic, uh, and we're still in it, even though they said we're moving towards an endemic, but um, we have seen people in, here in Georgia who did not want to wear the mask, who you know, have gotten in fights, who have shot people, all kinds of things have occurred that we have all watched in the media. And so to me, the mask is our new normal. Um, no matter what the governor, the president, whomever says, we will be wearing masks. You know, I remember years ago seeing people from Asian countries wearing masks as though it was, you know, something that was foreign to us because we had no idea about these unseen, talk about living and walking in ignorance. We had no idea about these unseen bacterias that were just all around us. Um, we had we weren't really talking about the environmental impact of air quality. And so I think that, you know, that's just one thing, not even talking about, you know, the 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 diseases that are just floating around. And so our rates of of flu were down. Um, RSV was down. You know, all of these things were down while we've worn these masks, while we've practiced a social distancing. And so I think that while the world is prepared to reintegrate, I am prepared to reintegrate. 
but the mask is my normal. Like this, this is for me now. Like this is me and my family. Like we have masks in the car. We have them. I put them in my purse, just like a diaper. They're in there. You know, it's a part of the the package when we go. And so I think that it is important for us to continue practicing safety because we don't know what's next. We we set through several variants, and they've been popping up and popping up and popping up. You know, as soon as we think one is over, here's something else. And so I think that. We are aware now and awareness, you know, it helps us to be able to truly uh, to, to walk through life uh, with, with greater success. And so I think that now we know what we what we haven't seen before. And so, as I said, for me and mine, regardless of how many uh, booster shots we get and how many vaccinations we get, I think that this mask thing is a norm for us now. And I just implore everyone to practice it because we have irresponsible leaders. I'm not going to name names. They are who they are. But we have irresponsible leaders who have not given us the tools and who have told us, oh, this is not real. And we have had to lean on our common senses. And so I think that this is, you know, this is going back to a common sense for us. We know what it is. We know what we're faced with. We know what has worked. We know it hasn't worked. Anti-masking hasn't worked. Um, so I think that, you know, I hear them. I respect what they're saying. I've listened to the experts as well. And with that, um, I think we just all need to really do what we can do to protect ourselves because we have millions of people who are not here because they believe that it was fake or they didn't have the proper tools. Well, we are not those people. We have the proper tools. And so in having the proper tools, I and my family will be moving forward accordingly and putting all of these things into practice. And as we reintegrate back into society, we're going to go back in stronger because we're going to put these things into practice. We're not just going to drop them, you know, because today they decided we talked about the financial dollars. Everything's leading to money, you know. So, hey, I just to anybody that hears us uh, right now, you know, do what's best for you and your family and you know, hold your head high unapologetically in doing so. Quick question, have, have any of you, I'm, I'm from a family of national and international travelers. We don't just travel with without jobs and our, or the church, we travel on our own. And for years, we have acknowledged and recognized the individuals from Asia and other countries that have been wearing masks for years. This isn't new to them. And the coronavirus is not a new disease. It has just blown up. But we've got to, we've got to, as, as, as Reverend Ali has said, we've got to make those judgments, uh, conscious decisions uh, on our own. While the science tells us one thing, the politicians tell us another thing, but the reality is what we have to really deal with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And the reality is that um, contrary to what the 45th um, person that was designated in the, in the Oval Office said, um, you know, this was real. <laughs> this was this was a reality. It was not. Uh, it was not fake news. <laughs> and well, he it, had the vaccine. It, 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 he got vaccinated. Say that one he, more time. He was vaccinated and didn't tell the tell the country. Surely was. So after he was out of office. 
Right. You're right. And and he and and as a and as an example to everybody else, he was vaccinated and he tested positive. You see? Absolutely. He was at the party in the in the rose garden. Exactly. exactly. Everybody else got um, co contracted COVID as a result of his. Uh, not <laughs> I know, right? If you're a narcissist. You don't care about anybody. You don't care, right? It, you do not care. That is the truth. That is the truth. Now, now, Jakitra, now you've been you've been mighty quiet because, and you do a lot of family counseling. I just wonder, you know, what do you what do you tell families? When they, you know, when they're talking about vaccinations and when they're in the military and they don't want to get vaccines, you know, they don't want to, you know, is that something that you run into? Well, all of our soldiers um, on post all were mandated to get vaccinated, so they didn't have a choice. Um, so in order to just to be on post, so that mm -hmm. came down the pipeline. So I think everyone on post and as in all enlisted, all had to be vaccinated. So they didn't give them any type of choice at all. So I think that's something also to be um, for a question. It's like, you know, um, they're all here, all these things are coming down the pipeline that are safety issues. So it's no doubt that COVID is not killing people. But I think like when things are like, when things like this are happening, I think like sometimes we forget like the micro level of um, issues. And I think the micro level issues is like our, our mental health, right? Like, so like even when y'all were mentioning about Ukraine, so this micro level talks about the equity injustice issues that we were talking about earlier. So um, when she was mentioning about like the food and corn and everything like that micro level, like that's like our equity issues. That's where we look at the marginalized populations who literally have to decide like, how am I going to eat? Where am I going to eat this from? And then you have this soldier that has to go and be obedient to their leadership about vaccination or they're going to risk like feeding their homes or, you know, all that job jeopardy. All those things are ongoing systematic issues that play a role into all these big macro like things happening around the world, like gas and and wars and stuff like that. And I think sometimes we forget that like literally the everyday like situations that really get people in the uproar. And that's where you have that like fight or flight response. That's where you have those fights at gas stations. That's where you have those fights in grocery stores over bread. And I think like sometimes we forget those little small things that make a difference inside of our homes where people literally are like, man, how am I going to feed my kids? How am I going to like, do I even get to go to work today because we're shut down again? Or if I don't get vaccinated or if my kid is sick and these things that are ongoing systematic issues that really play a role into like, you know, everything like that we're talking about that's going on. And so those are the things that like I deal with all the time. So I don't have too many discussions about like vaccinations because we're worried about like, hey, am I going to have food? We have food insecurity happening on our posts. We have like food insecurity happening in our communities, our neighborhoods. And so those are our issues. <laughs> And so, like, that's something that's pretty real. Like, um, the government put down a mandate about where looking out for signs on food insecurity. Literally, like, where is our food coming from? And so, like, mm -hmm. so my question is: I know it was, I know, I know that it was mandated for the soldiers, but was it also? I mean, to get the vaccine, but was it also mandated for the families also? 
No, it wasn't. Only if you are going to come on post. So I don't work on post. I work at a school over, like offsite. And so the our agency, it came down from the Department of Defense. So everything under the governmental like like stuff came down there. But they didn't mandate it for families or children. I think it was kind of then up to like the soldiers to decide like, hey, are we going to have our families? So I don't even know how many kids at our school may be vaccinated, maybe not be. I know they'll leave for a moment. And we had a huge flux of positives that came through um, right after Christmas, but no other discussions ever came back as to like, hey, like, was it related to they were unvaccinated or vaccinated? It was more so like, you know, hey, we expected this high volume due to the holidays. And so we're going to like take other precautions here. So we've had very strict little movement like on our post in Fort Bennett and then in our schools. So like the kids don't even go to the cafeteria. They're like <laughs> they sit in their classrooms all day in this little bubble. <laughs> Everything that's going on in our culture right now is a justice issue from food insecurity to voter registration, the right to vote, to diversity and inclusion, to what's going on across the pond and how it's gonna affect us in the long run. But on that note, um, we're gonna we're gonna end our show and I, I just wanna thank everybody for, for tuning in and thank you very much. And so on that note, we're gonna say good night. Welcome to Perspectives On, where we're giving the world a voice. We are a faith-based social justice forum where individuals give their perspectives on various topics. It's an opportunity to express their viewpoint, their stance, and their angle on justice issues affecting the community and globally. Each episode features guests presenting their perspective on things like climate change, the church, urban farming, and food insecurity, all through a unique faith lens. Come check us out. Give us your perspective.